Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have a special guest here with me who is a longtime client and friend. I'm here with Becca Nichols. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story and her journey and everything that she's done to really radically shift and change her own life and start a business of her own and all the courage and fear and everything that comes into play with that. I know there's so many listeners here on the podcast who are really desiring to create something of their own for their lives. We talk a lot about the word freedom and wanting to build this sort of freedom lifestyle, whatever that means for you. But there's a lot of stuff that has to happen behind the scenes and in your own life and doing some of that inner work and finding rooms and places that are going to help you feel supported so that you can actually take the really big and frankly, terrifying action steps that are required to actually start building that freedom lifestyle and creating something of your own. So Becca's going to share um, her story with us today, which is so, so exciting. Welcome to the show, Becca. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. Oh, this is a very big pinch me moment. It is very much an honor to be here with you and to be welcomed into the makeshift happen community. And I am so excited for our conversation. Yes. I'm so excited too, because you've been listening to the podcast for since it started, obviously. (laughs) And now you're a guest on the show, which is awesome. Um, I want to, I want to start kind of by talking about, cause I remember when I first met you, like when we connected online, you were very much in your like fitness wellness era, which I would say that you still are, but I'm curious to know the background of how personal development first kind of came into your world, came into your like realm of awareness and what was your entry point into your own personal awakening? Let's say. Yeah. So my whole life, I've always been a lover of health and fitness and wellness and just helping and connecting with people. And looking back, I feel like I've always had an entrepreneur spirit. So when I was growing up, I was taught that my passions were hobbies and not career options. So I followed the natural path of life. I went to university. I tried to decide what I wanted to do for the rest of my life when I was 18 years old. Ended up with. Don't know why anyone gives us that responsibility. (laughs) Sorry. Right. Ended up with a degree in psychology and criminology in that time. And then I went on to become a probation and parole officer fresh out of university and then moved deeper into emergency services as a 911 dispatcher and call taker. And come 2019, from the outside looking in, it looked like 
I had my shit together. Like it looked like everything was lining up for me. I was 22 years old. I had a government job with pension and benefits. I was in a relationship. I was about to move into my first apartment. I was in good health. I had loving friends and family, like just all the things, but I felt so unhappy and I felt so lost. And that for me came with so much shame because I felt ungrateful. I felt confused that I had reached this destination that I'd been working towards for my entire life and that the arrival left me feeling so empty inside. And so from that point, I began to embark on my personal development and spirituality journey. I started therapy. I went to a life-changing retreat. I read every single personal development book under the sun and listened to every single self-help podcast known to man. And there was one afternoon where I was listening to a podcast that had a guest on, and it was this woman who turned down her corporate job offer in Chicago and moved to Spain for a boy she just met. I'm sure this story is ringing some bells. It was Miss Samantha Daly herself. Honestly, I don't know if you guys will know her. She's kind of a nobody, Um, but anyways... (laughs) I began to follow you and learn from you. And then I decided to enroll in from burnt out to badass and just step by step, my life just began to change. And then I spent the next two years in the midst of a pandemic alone and single in my apartment, learning to love my own company, really just reinventing myself, forming some really important habits and changing my life. And at that point, I started to share my life on social media way before I was ready, not having a clear picture of where things were going, but just following what felt right for me. I do think it's very funny reflecting like I got comfortable on social media by (laughs) starting to share my morning coffee. Like I just do. I thought it was like the coolest thing sharing my coffees. Yes. You remember, you remember the aesthetic. (laughs) I remember the the apartment because you don't live there now anymore. No, I don't. No, but I remember the apartment. I remember you would always wear your like cozy, like brown outfit. (laughs) You're you're a true follower. You're a true follower. And then at the beginning of this year, I enrolled in Abundant and Ambitious and I feel like I've just like blinked and now we're here and my whole life has changed. And you have been my one and only mentor and have been along for the ride with me the whole time. And that's been one of my greatest gifts. So Now to be here together today just really feels full circle, but I do agree with you that I really started out thinking like fitness was my go-to. Like I was, I was just really heavily into my fitness. It was one of my pillars, like for my whole life, it was like my top core value. Um, And now I've really shifted away from that just because I feel so much more connected and in alignment when I am learning and teaching about mindset and manifestation stuff. And it's just, it really is what comes naturally to me. I still enjoy Uh, the fitness side of life. I'm a certified personal trainer and group fitness coach, but if I had to choose, it would be the mindset aspect. And that's sometimes really surprising for me still, but that's, what's true for me. So I just had to follow that. Mm. Do you think that the mindset stuff like really changed your life in a radical way, which is why it suddenly kind of came to the forefront, maybe ahead of the fitness stuff? Cause I think like Fitness is an entry point for a lot of people into the space of how can I become better? How can I change my life, right? Establishing 
certain habits or disciplines or devotions, however you want to talk about it, that set you up for a great day. Like fitness is a way to affect your mindset. And I think it is a gateway for a lot of people into a a larger journey of personal development. So, but then you discover all of like the mindset stuff and the subconscious reprogramming and all of that. What do you think it changed for you that made it like rise to the top of your values and just what you love to learn about and also teach now? Yeah. I think even mindset is so important when it comes to fitness, like it plays a big role, but I think for me, you're totally right. That was just a way for me to try and better myself and form good habits and routines. And really, I just was raised by parents that really valued health and wellness. So I had great examples, but even though I would always get like, you're, you're so committed to your fitness. And like, I wish I could be like that and and stuff like that. I didn't like myself very much. Like I had really good habits and I was really disciplined when it came to the gym, but did I really love who I was? Did I really feel like I understood myself? Did I really feel like I was following my life's path? No. And all of that came after I started embarking on my personal development journey. And I think mindset has to be the pillar And it really ripples out into everything else in your life, including fitness. And that's what it did for me. And while unlocking some of the disturbing patterns I had in my head, I learned that my relationship with fitness really wasn't that healthy. And now my relationship with movement is so different. I would really beat myself up if I didn't do my proper routine or hit six workouts a week. And now it's just like waking up and really tapping into my intuition and asking myself, like, what do I feel like doing today? And sometimes that's yoga. Sometimes that's movement. Sometimes that's F45. Sometimes that's nothing. And I just honor that. Whereas before I would really beat myself up for missing those invisible goals that I set for myself that really there's no shame in resting and relaxing. I was really, really in my masculine. I still am a lot of the stuff. It's, it's a work in progress, but I think I didn't realize some of the unhealthy patterns I had because I thought I was being so healthy. Like I can be, I was like, how can it be, you know, unhealthy to like love the gym? Like I'm the embodiment of health and wellness. And it's like, girl, no, you're not. You need therapy. And now that I got it, I'm like, okay, you are really punishing yourself and not giving yourself credit for just like the wonderful things you do for yourself and honoring your body. It was all just really unhealthy. So I think, yeah, mindset is number one. And then it ripples out into everything in your life. And sometimes you realize the things that you thought were healthy or a good part of your life actually could use some shifting. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think so many women can relate to that, like myself included. Um, There's this like image of if you're a person that works out a lot or goes to the gym a lot, or even does any kind of like exercise or movement a lot, it's like, oh, you value your health so much. And it's, it's glorified as like this amazing thing. When the reality is a lot of people that are doing that are doing it from a really deeply wounded and unhealthy space. And then we perpetuate that in society by being like, oh my God, you look amazing. And you're so like disciplined. How do I become more like you? How do you go to the gym twice a day? It's like, um, you have an eating disorder or you have unhealthy thoughts. That's how, right? Like we need to like stop glorifying that all the time. Um, So I love that you touched on that. I think it's really, 
really important for all of us to be doing like the deeper work and the mindset stuff to even examine some of the things that we like glorify for ourselves and think about, is this really coming from a healthy, loving space? Or is it coming from like a wounded space of me needing to fulfill something or needing to look a certain way or needing to have something in order to feel happy, safe, secure, validated, whatever it is. I want to, I want to talk about manifestation because you mentioned it, right? Mindset and manifestation is like the, is like your sauce right now of what you're in and what you're loving and what you're teaching. When did you first discover manifestation? Like how did it come into your life and how has it changed things since? From the queen herself. I'm looking at her. (laughs) So you were really my first dipping my toes in the water to manifestation. And then my curiosity grew. I think like many of us, I read the secret. I read the universe has your back. I started getting really into Abraham Hicks. And at that point I didn't really have any connection to a higher power. And I never really acknowledged that about myself before, but what it is to me is the universe guides angels. And I just really started strengthening my connection with them and asking for signs and seeing them, asking for signs and not seeing them, showing me that I wasn't about to make the right choice and just really relying on that despite what anybody was going to say or think. And I think you don't know it to be true and you don't believe it fully until you see your manifestations come to life. And when we started working together from burnt out to badass, I was manifesting a partner and I always laugh every time I post like a picture of him or an Instagram story. And you're, you're always saying that he's my biggest manifestation of date because I really did all the steps. Like I prepared myself to be in alignment energetically for my soulmate. I made space in my life. I healed my wounds. I was like, if I'm going to have my dream partner, they deserve to have their dream partner back. And that means me confronting all of my past relationship traumas and breakdowns. And I wrote a list of how I wanted to feel in that relationship and the qualities I wanted him to have. And just became the version of myself that was worthy enough to have a partner and didn't settle. I went on a couple of dates where, yeah, like very easily they could have been like, they have enough of the things that I was wanting, but I was like, they don't have all of them. And I know that that's what I deserve and I'm not going to settle. Cause that's one of my biggest fears in life is just the theme of settling. And then next thing you know, like he walked into my life and he is just like, I read my manifestation list now. And I'm just like, <laughs> like he just has all the things and he's so supportive of me and just everything I wanted. And so that was definitely my biggest manifestation at that time. And I just think it's changed everything. And it also is so comforting to believe in that spirituality side of things or a higher power, because you do feel like you're in co-creation. And if I show up and do this, they're going to meet me halfway. And that's always what happens, even if it's not on your timeline, or even if it doesn't pan out the way that you think it's going to, it does. And I think a really good example of that, my relationship, (laughs) like this man worked at my work that I had been at for four years. Like genuinely, it was right in front of me and I was on a different shift than him. So we would switch over in the morning for like five minutes. And here I am like, picturing, thinking, I know like how I'm going to meet someone in a coffee shop and I'm going to, it's like, no, 
No, he's already been around you for four years. You just have never like introduced yourself. So things happen in ways that we are just not capable of picturing yet, but it always works out the way it's supposed to. So manifestation, so, so important. And I learned most things I know from you. (laughs) I know. I I almost forgot about that. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was like, back in, cause I don't remember. Do you remember which round of from burnt out to badass you were in? Do you remember which number we were on when you took it? I think it, it was one it of was the like, earlier ones. It was like I three. Think three. Yeah. Okay. It must be. <laughs> yeah. I think it was three and we're on like nine now. Yeah. So this was like a while ago. Um, and yeah, I remember you like working through the relationship pattern stuff and not going back to exes and things that were just like, not what you needed and really like doing the deep inner work to actually become the version of you that would have this beautiful, flourishing, healthy relationship. And of course it happened for you. Of course. Of course. So I was so obsessed when, when it did. And and whenever you guys would post together, I would be like the stalker that was like, I love it. Cause I feel like, like, well, I I am Cupid. So you're welcome. (laughs) I did feel like a little bit, like I was a teeny, teeny piece of the puzzle. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy for you guys. Obviously still together and yes. And now I live here and now he, as an example, just transformed this office that I'm sitting in into my office. He took all of his stuff out. Like I was like, you live here, but like nothing that you own can like necessarily be in this particular room. Um, no, I'm just joking. But he all this weekend, like did this board and batten wall and like did everything just making my office vision come to life. Cause he's just the most supportive. So he, he has been very supportive throughout your whole journey of, cause we'll get into this next of then really figuring out what it is that you wanted to do, taking your purpose and your passion and actually turning it into your line of work in a way and what that means for your career moving forward and making really important and scary shifts in that realm. Um, Having a supportive partner throughout that process is so important. I think you know, there's a lot of women that do it, that have partners that don't get it, or they're not supportive of it. And I like hats off to them, but honestly, I just don't know how you could, because it's entrepreneurship is such a roller coaster. It is such a, like, you need someone in your corner. That's like, yes, you can. Like, I believe in you. You're like, you're so good at what you do. You are talented. People care, like keep sharing, like, yes, we'll figure it out. Like we'll, we'll find a way to pay for stuff. Like you prioritize that. Like, that's like no joke. We were just talking about this before we started recording, like adulting as I'm realizing now being a homeowner (laughs) is actually very very hard. (laughs) I just told Becca that, um, I've lived here for three weeks and I finally just realized that I never opened my mailbox. You guys, I opened my mailbox yesterday (laughs) and had a full full on mental breakdown because there was about 85 pieces of mail in there from insurance companies, mortgage companies, things saying like, this is being transferred, like last chance, fill this out, mail it back. I'm getting charged. The date is long gone. It's like late fees, like last notice. I'm just like, I I actually, wait, I like really fucked up. Like, I don't know how to be an adult. Like, oops. (laughs) 
not cut out for this life. I'm not cut out with this life. My biggest piece of advice for everybody, put all of your bills and all of your shit on auto pay stat. <laughs> like, what? I cannot be held responsible for getting physical pieces of mail and mailing things back. Goodbye. What century are you in? Anyway, so there's a lot of duties and responsibilities being an adult. Obviously you guys live in a home. There's stuff to take care of. So it's just not as simple as you were saying as being like, yeah, quit your job live your dream life. Like go girl. Um, there's a lot that goes into it and it is absolutely terrifying. So while we were in, while we were in abundant and ambitious, you made a really big decision to scale back your work hours and go down to part-time. And this had a lot of specific implications for you because it's like a government job. There's certain things that happen with your pension and all that. It's a very like big decision to go part-time. I just want you to talk about what that was like for you and the fear that you felt and how you were able to move through it in pursuit of the desires that were on your heart about creating this business. It was terrifying. I have such deep conditioning that I still am working through that a successful life is a result of having a government job with a pension and benefits. So the fact that my life is headed into a entrepreneur path is very scary for me and everyone who has made me who I am today because it's going against my upbringing. So I had had whispers that it was time for quite some time, but I ignored them because I was full of fear. And in May of this year, I decided that I was going to drop down. We were about a month and a half into Abundant Ambitious. And at this point, things were already starting to shift within me in massive ways as a result of the program. And Internally, I had made the decision that I wanted to drop down to part-time to allow more time and space for my business because I was working 48 hours a week. And it took me a lot to get to that place mentally. And it felt really scary, but I was sure of my decision until one day I was at work. I'd emailed my boss for the form. I had the form in front of me to drop down to part-time. And at that moment, the entire world started crashing down around me. My thoughts began to take over. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Who do you think you are? This is not a safe option. And I could just not bring myself to do it. And for the following days, I was feeling so lost and so defeated and I just could not shake it. And later that week, we had our weekly group abundant and ambitious call. And I decided to share what I was moving through with the group. And I ended up really, really breaking down. I'm sure you remember I was ugly crying. Um, You and the women in the group held space for me in such a beautiful way. And some of the women even cried with me, resonating with the fear and imposter syndrome that I was so very clearly battling with. And during that conversation, I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but you reminded me of the photograph of a man who is standing on the top of the cliff with a hand 
symbolizing the universe behind him, ready to flick him off. But what he couldn't see in the photo was the universe's other hand directly under where he was about to fall, getting ready to catch him and wrap him in its warm embrace. And you explained to me that this is exactly what it feels like to take big leaps in your life and pursue your dreams despite the unknown. And you told me because you knew me that you knew I wasn't going to let the fear stop me. You knew I was going to let it fuel me. You knew I was going to go down to part-time. You knew I was going to eventually quit my job. And we just worked through it together as a group. And the next day I filled out my form to drop down to part-time and my whole life started to change. And I showed up and did my 50% and the universe wrapped me in their warm embrace. And I actually ended up recording the replay of that group call on a voice note on my phone. And every time I'm having a moment, I listen to that and I'm reminded of how far I've come and the support in my life and that miracles do happen when you decide to show up to the universal assignments and when you decide to jump, no matter what that jump looks like for you. So that was such a huge moment for me. And when I reflect on that, I really feel like I wouldn't have come to that conclusion on my own, or it wouldn't have been for a really long time, but the community and just to be mentored by someone that really did know me um, was so empowering to me. And it just allowed me to drop down. And that has been everything. Cause I'm in a completely different place. Now I launched my program and I just have more time in life to show up for my business. And that's been very monumental for the beginning. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I literally have goosebumps all over. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. And we're going to talk about everything that's changed since then in a little bit, because we cannot leave that part of the story out. Cause that is like, <laughs> that's the juice. That's the best part. Um, but while we're on the topic of fears, it reminded me about how, you know, years prior to this in abundant and ambitious all the way back in, in from burnt out to badass days, we had talked about you potentially like creating a wellness maybe fitness kind of morning routine type offer course of some kind. Um, and I was so excited for you because I could see, I could always see the potential in you, like from the very, very beginning. And I just, I, yeah, I saw it for you so clearly. And I was like amped about it. You probably remember this. I was like, you can totally oh, yeah. do this. Like, I'll help you. Like, this is the structure. This is what we're going to do. These, like, this is how you plan out the modules. Like, this is what it will look like. And we really went we really went into that, but then it, it never happened. So let's go back to that version of you. And while we're on the topic of fears and talk about like, what, what do you think stopped you for so long from creating a course of some kind or an offer and putting it out there in the world? Because I thought that you were ready. Um, and I saw the potential in you, but you obviously still had some work to do to get yourself to the place to have the courage to, to take that leap. Yeah. I think imposter syndrome is what it boils down to. There's a lot of things. I think I didn't have the community I do now. I think I wasn't ready. I 
I don't know. Like, but it, it did. I reflect on that so deeply all the time that from burnt out to badass is a life transformation course. And we spent some of our valuable time together, like planning out my future business. Like at that point, I already knew I wanted to create something. And I think I had imposter syndrome in the form of perfectionism. Like I had a program for years and then I would log on one day and be like, this aesthetic's not right. And then spend like two weeks changing the, and I was just procrastinating. Like, cause I just didn't believe in myself. I think it just all boiled down to that. And then in March, I believe of this year, I attended a masterclass of yours because I have my priorities straight and I never miss a masterclass of yours, obviously. And the visionary one. The visionary one. Okay. And during that masterclass, you announced the opening of the second round of Abundant and Ambitious. And when you were describing the women it was for, like every single fiber of my being was completely lit up. I, You were speaking into my soul and it was everything I knew but didn't know. I needed. And intuitively, I just knew it was for me. But again, my ego, my imposter syndrome, my insecurities took over. I didn't believe in myself and my gifts. And I thought it just wasn't in the cards for me this life. And I felt that you and other coaches or women that I looked up to, they're just a different breed. That's what I would say. Like, she's just, Sam's just a different breed than me. And the truth is <laughs> you are, but the only difference between you or them and me is that they decided to go for it. Like they decided to believe in themselves. They decided they were ready. And after some talks with myself, my partner, and with you, I signed up and that was one of the scariest <laughs> investments I've ever made, but it was also the most important investment of my life thus far, because I've invested money in programs, retreats, therapy, certification, all of those investments were really risk-free to me because they were to better myself and to grow and to heal like things of that nature. But this investment was different as it was the first time that I was ever saying to myself into the universe and those around me, I truly wholeheartedly believe in myself and my business and my future as a coach, or else I would not be investing this time money. Like I believe in my business. It was truly my first leap of faith. And I, wow, like I could host a conference on why people should join up for that program. Really? Like I talk about it all the time. Like I I'm done like a 25 minute rant and someone's like, I have, I have no interest in ever starting a business. I was like, I thought you'd want to hear about it still. <laughs> right. Like I thought you'd want to hear about my experience, but cause now I'm here, like I'm a different person. I'm living a different life. And what I learned about that experience is that like, even though you may feel this fear, like you, you have to go for it. Like, I really believe that to go to places you've never been, you have to do things you've never done and you have to decide that you're ready. That's really what I'm learning. Like ready is not a feeling you have to make the decision that you're ready. And I chose to invest the same energy that I was using to doubt myself into actually believing who I was and what mm. was possible for me. And now magic has happened. And like, now I'm, I'm literally sitting right now, like in my office, like, who is she? We don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's a different breed. Wow. Okay. I got goosebumps when you were talking about like, it was the first decision. It was the first investment that you'd ever made. That was really like a firm planted decision of saying, I am becoming a business owner. Like I believe in my ability to create something and put it out into the world. I'm choosing the entrepreneur path. Like I'm going in that direction. And don't you think that that is part, a huge part of the actual transformation that takes place inside a program like Abundant and Ambitious actually happens before we do anything. It happens before I even say a single word in that program. It happens inside of you actually cultivating the courage and the decision to be ready and standing in front of the universe and saying, look at me now, this is where I'm going. I'm doing my 50. Let's see yours. Yeah. It's something you have to experience for yourself. Because I think when you have the intention to go into a program, you're thinking about the end result. Like, where am I going to be when this program ends? But you are so right. I mean, initially when I clicked the button to sign up, I cried, which I think was a very beautiful moment. I have videotaped that very thankful I did, but then immediately after, like it was such a mindset shift. Like I was like, I am that bitch and I am (laughs) a business owner. Like it was that day. And it was because I proclaimed that and I really decided, and it was not at the end of the program. Like it was when I signed up and I was so excited and I was so proud of myself. And I, when I commit to things, like I, I am a very like disciplined person. So I knew like I was going to give it my all and I was ready. Like I was ready for the assignment. And I think that happens in a lot of different programs, right? Like people would sign up to from Burnt Out to Badass or my program or whatever. And like, you're always thinking about, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited for where I'm going to be when this ends, but like, it's pretty immediate. Like you're just proud of yourself for taking that step. There's something to be said for that. But yeah, I was like a new bitch. (laughs) And I remember you sent me, um, uh, like that, my best friend. She never like you sent me that song, and I was like dancing to it in my room. Like I was like, yes, she's a business owner. She's a queen. Like just dancing around my room, just like matching the vibe of the program. Because I was like, this is it. Like you did it. Like I just feel like my guides and angels were just like clapping for me. They're like, finally, like finally, she's doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. They're like waiting on the edge of their seats. Like, is she gonna do it? Like sending all the signs, the angel numbers, the gut feelings, the intuitive pings, like, come on. And I was just like dodging them before. Like I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just catching them. Like, yeah, it, it was so beautiful. And it's like, I think it's okay. Like in that specific situation, I didn't ask for a sign because I, I knew, like I already knew, but when I was dropping down to part-time, I asked for a sign and I received it multiple times. It was truly crazy. I went into meditation and I was just like, for me, I think it's the same for you, but like, I just go with what comes to me. Like I don't have like a sign necessarily. Um, but I did a meditation and I was like, just please like show me if I'm making the right choice, like show me either a four or a butterfly. Those were the two things that came to me. And I was like, if I'm making the right choice, like, please just show me. Cause I felt so unsure going against my conditioning. And I told my boyfriend, we were outside later that day. And I was like, I asked the universe for a sign, like just for reassurance that I'm making the right call, dropping down to part-time. And my phone's in 24 hours because I am a shift worker. So at 1444, he was like, oh, it's, it's four, 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 four. And 
Then we looked up and a butterfly, I kid you not, a butterfly started floating around around us. So I saw both a butterfly and a four at the same time. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and even my boyfriend, like he's not necessarily as spiritual as me, but like he's open to hearing all the things that I'm interested in and like listens to me when I want to share things. But he was like, I just froze and like, he was like, okay. Okay. Like there's no saying that that's a coincidence. And then it actually happened the next day as well. At the same time, the butterfly, it was like, okay, this is my cue. It's like waiting in the tree for the whole day until it's 1444 and then flies out. It's like, she better get this. But I did like, I the universe was sick of your shit. It was like, all right, seriously, a butterfly and a four. This is what I have to work with. Make no mistake. All right. (laughs) Like, Please, for the love of God, just fucking do the thing. (laughs) We're tired of your shit, honestly. Like, can you just jump? I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So just the collective, like our call and seeing my signs, I just knew that, you know, it was my time, but (laughs) I listened. You listened, you listened and you jumped and it was such, uh, such, such a magical four months together inside of that program. Um, okay. So how do I, I always struggle with this. I really don't know how to describe abundant and ambitious. Like I try as I'm, as I might, I try my best. Um, I try to market and market it in a way that really showcases what it is, but for some reason, I just think it has this, this intangible aspect to it that it's, it's hard for me to, to showcase. Like, I think you don't probably even signing up for it. You don't really know what, what, it what you're getting into until you're actually in it. And then you're like, Oh, like, I'm so glad that I did this. How would you even describe the experience of abundant and ambitious? It's like everything you didn't know you needed because when you're first starting out, you don't really understand like all that goes into building a business. And I'm sure I had an idea of like some of the stuff that we were going to be learning, but it was wrong. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know like all of the valuable skills. It's, it's truly priceless, like to be in your energy and also to have access to these things that took you years to learn through trial and error and have them handed to you in such a beautiful way. And I really tried to just soak it up. I rewatched the modules constantly. I have a big abundant and ambitious book where I wrote every single word from every single slide and little nuggets of information from our calls. But it's like, You just walk away with it, having these tools that you are going to use for the rest of your life. And just like things you never would have thought of on your own that are pillars and like really important things in business. And I think just being led by such an ethical, like morally sound heart centered person, like you really just set yourself up for success. But honestly, and this is not to discredit the program at all, because I know that this was your intention, but like, there's something to be said and something so indescribable about community. Like I did not realize how much I needed that until I had it. And it's so special, like to have the support of your partner and your friends and your family, whoever that may be. But 
to be supported and held by women who get it, like who are moving through or have moved through the things that you are and see the world from a similar lens, who do this work, who own businesses, it really changed the game for me. And the girls that I was inside of Abundant and Ambitious with created a group chat post program. And we have Zoom meetings twice weekly to support each other and hold each other accountable. And something I did when I was in Abundant and Ambitious was go stock, which is one of my many talents. All of the girls who were in the round before me, because I was in round two, they were in round one. And it was really inspiring for me to look them up and like see that like a lot of them were like full-time coaches and blah, blah, blah. And I would message them and just say like, Hey, like I'm in this round of abundant ambitious, like congrats, like just be inspired by them. And I ended up collaborating with some of them, but I ended up meeting one of my best friends. Like I messaged her and I was like, Hey, like, that's so cool that you do like full-time fan life and like, congrats on this, that the podcast. And later on, she messaged me and was like, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? And I was like, Oh sure. Like, of course. And then we ended up booking a 30 minute uh, zoom meeting just to collaborate some ideas about the podcast. We ended up on zoom for like three hours and I really can't imagine my life without her at this point. Like, and I would have never met her if we both would have, wouldn't have invested in ourselves the way that we did. And honestly, like her friendship is one of the most like fulfilling gifts in my life. And like, just the fact that she gets it, like we're moving through the same thing. It's amazing. So there was obviously so much value and knowledge that comes out of Abundant and Ambitious, but the connection and friendship and community, like it propelled me forward. And it's truly like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm still benefiting from it. And the program is over. I think that's one of the things that is, it's hard to describe the value of it until you actually feel it in your life. Cause we can talk about, you know, being in a room of people that get it and having the community, but there's something special about abundant and ambitious that actually allows you guys to really connect and get to know each other. Um, like you and Claire, are like best friends. And there's so many women from round one and round two that have, you know, cross collaborated and they share their audiences with each other and they host each other on their podcast. They do live videos together. They're just all around supportive of each other in their businesses. Um, And I think that's one of the things that I'm actually most proud of because I also was not expecting that to be as foundational to the program as it is like, that's the coolest part about it. Um, And so I'm really excited to meet all the women that join round three, and I'm sure you're going to find a way to stalk them as well. And of course, like, you know, I think like the networking aspect of it and the community and just being held and understood and really supported is something that you don't always get. Um, and it's hard to create and facilitate because it takes a lot of time and energy and effort. You know, we spend a lot of time together inside of that program. And I think because there's so much contact time, um, that's how we're able to foster such strong relationships inside of that program. So yeah, it's hard to describe, but it's something grateful for you yourself. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your, your experience with, with us and the listeners. Okay. So now let's talk about all the cool stuff that's going on in your life right now and the strides and the successes and just the wins and everything that's been happening since then. So first of all, 
we have to talk about the fact that you just sell out your first coaching program, like in a day, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I am still Shook. shook by that. Yeah. I, I think when you're first starting out doing anything, like it's only natural to not know like how people are going to respond. And when I was in abundant ambitious, I did like a mindful may and we had three daily tasks. And that was my first thing I really did. That was interactive and inviting other people into my energy and people responded like so well. And I was so thankful And then I completely changed and finalized the program I had been working on for years. And I hope it's okay that I'm sharing this, but like what I was taught by you was like to give your audience like 10 to 14 days to promote things, right? Because we have to see things several times, like before we're really like it grabs our attention. So I was fully prepared to announce the launch of my program and for 14 days, like just promote it. And <laughs> I launched Plot it. twist. Yeah. So I hosted my first masterclass, which was so fun and just like a real dream of mine. So to live that out was so special. And I launched my program inside of that for the first time. And three girls signed up like immediately. And I was like, okay. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. And then I launched it later on my Instagram and it completely filled up. And so I was like, now I have 14 days. I was honestly so shocked. And like, I cried, like, you know me, like I'm a very emotional gal. And like, I just cried like that whole day because I was just like, I showed up, I did the work, I dropped down a part-time, like I this is my 50% and like, this is the universe being like here, like, and I don't expect it to always be quote unquote, like easy like that. I just think that was such a gift, like to me, just like showing me like, you're doing the right thing. People expect this from you. And I like being in this role and like guiding these women over the past couple of weeks, we're going into our last week has literally been the most rewarding thing of my entire life. Like I just get emotional even talking about it because I didn't know, like I knew I had so much knowledge and I had so much to share, but it's like, will it impact people like the same way? Like you just, you're not sure. I didn't have that social proof and that like reassurance and like to see them all like transform before my eyes, it has been so remarkable. And I, it's just, I know that I'm meant to be doing this and I just have so many like skills that I I didn't realize were going to be skills. I actually listened to a podcast and it suggested like some sort of, um, quiz that you're supposed to do if you want to be a life coach. And it was like, see what ones are your strengths, what 25 qualities, what ones are your strengths and what ones you need to work on. And the first one that I got back was humor. And I was like, are you joking me? Like, I was like, that's my number one skill of being like, oh, great. Like what a gift. Right. (laughs) But it is like when people share like really heavy stuff with you. And then when it's appropriate, when you're able to like lighten things up and like make them laugh, like it really is like a valuable tool. And like, I think learning from you, like I am able to like call people out in like a very loving way. And like people appreciate that. Cause like they hire you cause they want change in their life. And like all of these things that I've learned over the past couple of years, like 
I'm a really good coach. Like, which is crazy to say, cause like, this is my first round, but like, I feel so confident in what I'm doing. It feels like I've done it like before, like it just comes so natural and it's been the most rewarding thing ever. So I'm telling you from day one, girl, I knew it. I saw it in you. I was trying to, I've been trying to pull it out of you for years. <laughs> so now I don't feel scared. Like, so I launched my transformation coach coaching program, sorry, empowered evolution is what it's called. And that was still something for me that I was like, how will people respond? And then after that, like, I don't feel scared anymore. I feel like I really shifted and that my audience like really sees me for who I am and like expects this kind of stuff from me. And then when I launched my podcast at the beginning of this month, like the response has just blown me away. Like I was not expecting that. And the messages like people have sent, I just like, I'm just speechless. Like the messages that are rolling into my DMS of just like these concepts and ideas and teachings that like, I just kind of carry around with me in life. So I'm just like, everyone knows this. And like, this is common sense. And then people are like, what the, like, even my best friend and I talked about like asking for emotional consent in friendships before you're dumping on people. And people are sending me messages, like screenshots of their best friend saying, Hey, like, I want to talk to you about something. I'm just wondering if you have like the space and energy to like receive this. And they're like, LOL, like, did you listen to Becca's podcast? And they're like, Oh yes. Like, did you? And they'll like send it to me. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, that is so cool to see something that like you shared go out into the world and just like make the world a better place. Cause we're being kinder and more considerate to each other. It's been, it's been life altering. I don't know what, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what's happening? Where am I? Who am I? Like, I don't recognize myself and my, my life anymore, but it's like going in the direction that I should have gone in like years ago, but it's all You're right on time. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my timeline, but Yeah. So the selling out of the launch was very unexpected, but very appreciated. And just a testament of, I think me being on my path and and the work that I've done to get here. And being like beyond ready, you know, like you were beyond ready to like put something out in the world and your audience was beyond ready to receive it and be excited about it and join you on the journey. I'm just so proud of you and so excited for you because I know exactly like the space that you're in right now. You have proof of concept. You are starting to see people's lives change. You are seeing the content and the information that you're putting out in the world actually start to ripple and like spread from person to person. And I think there's so many people listening to this podcast, so many ambitious women that have a dream, that have a vision of how they want to make the world a better place in some way of how the things that they've gone through, they want to transmute them into knowledge and healing and learning. And they're just stuck in that place where we've all been at some point in the perfectionism, in the imposter syndrome, in the procrastination, trying to protect ourselves from the failure or getting stuck in the circuitry of how we were raised of what success should look like, or what it would mean about us. If we were to let go of some of the things that maybe seem like they are pillars of success. And just to be able to hear your story and know that it's 
possible. I think something that you touched on that was really, really important also was your belief or your thought that like, I'm somehow different from you. And once you actually put yourself in the right situations in the right rooms to have the courage to take the leaps to get to where you are now. I know that you fully understand that there's nothing different about me and you, and you also are going to have a flourishing business and an incredible podcast and a beautiful impact in the world and a a day that lights you up because you love what you do and clients that inspire you and work that feels electric you get to have all of that too. And it's because you decided and because you put yourself in the spaces that allowed you to be able to take the right steps to get to that place of courage. And because it is hard, it was hard for me. And even you talking about this, this new program, you know, when you start, you're kind of like, I know that what I know is important and I know that what I've learned is powerful, but I don't necessarily know for a fact that it's going to translate to other people the same way that it impacted my life, right? I'm going to do my best to put it out there and hopefully help people change, but I don't actually know for a fact yet that it's really going to have a profound impact on people. And then you start to see through your work that it does and that it is right? And that it matters and it's important and it's powerful and you are changing people's lives. But before you could change people's lives, you had to make really big, scary decisions to change your own. And that's just so powerful. I hope everybody listening to this, if you're lacking the courage to take the next steps that you know are required to create your dreams and the impact that you want to have on the world, it's possible. And yes, you can. Yes, you can. And sometimes you need someone to be able to walk you to the edge of that cliff and remind you that even though it feels like the hand is flicking you off, there's a hand right below waiting to catch you. Yeah, it's so true. And that photo is just always in my mind, but it's amazing to look back even a year ago and think that I really was in that mindset. And I really believed that I was just not that type of person and that life was not available to me. And then through a series of really important decisions and steps, my life has completely changed and I'm doing what I love. And I'm just slowly, but surely turning into the type of woman that I've looked up to for years and just hope I can, I want to make the world a better place for as many people as I can. That's what I always say. My brand name is better with Becca. And I just feel like I really am accomplishing that. Even if I don't work with these people, like if they can listen to a podcast and just like go into the world a little bit better, like I feel like I've done what I wanted to do and it's, it's so rewarding. And I think just as I grow, I just get more confident. I think sometimes you worry, like maybe I won't know what to say. Maybe I won't know what to do or how to respond in that situation. Like even on coaching calls and in those moments, like I just feel like I receive these downloads and like, I just know how to serve the people that are in my energy. And it's, I'm just slowly coming into my gifts, but if I would have listened to all the fear and all the reasons why not, which you will always find if you're looking for reasons not to jump, you will always find them. If I would have listened to those, I wouldn't be where I am. And that would make me really, really sad. 
to live my whole life and then get to the end of my life and think like, what would have happened if I would have just listened to myself and my heart instead of being scared of what everyone was going to think of me or what would happen if, you know, I did this and it didn't work out. But at this point, like, I know that the only way I would ever fail is if I quit and I will never give up on my dreams. And I know that this is what I was put on this earth to do. So like I'm unstoppable. Yes. Yes. That's what I always tell you guys. I always tell my clients all the time. The only version of reality where you fail is the one where you decide to quit. Cause if you keep, if you find a way to persevere and keep going long enough, things are obviously going to happen. The only version of reality where you quote unquote fail is the one where you decide that I'm too scared. I'm too tired. I'm going to stop here. And then that's the end of the road because you decided that it would be. So thank you so much, Becca, for sharing your story and your testimony and your incredible like successes and everything that's going on for you now in your business. Will you share with everybody the podcast, um, social media stuff, your um, programs, like where they can find everything related to better with Becca? Yeah. So my TikTok is better with Becca. My Instagram is Beck Nichols. So it's Becca without the A. I have a YouTube channel that's just under my name, Becca. And if you go to my Instagram in my link tree, you'll find the links to all of those social media platforms. And then my podcast is called There She Glows with Becca Nichols. I'm so proud of that name. I just love it. I love that you feel that way because I, when I, when I came, it's kind of similar to makeshift happen. It's like a a play on words. Kind of when I came up with that, I was like, no one better have this podcast name because it, I swear to God came from my brain. I didn't find it anywhere. I thought of it. And I think I'm the most clever person ever. Like this. You are. Oh my God. I love it. I love it so much. All right. For everybody listening, go give Becca a follow. You're going to want to be in her community and in her spaces and following everything that she does because she's an absolutely incredible human and a powerful coach. And if you are listening to this and you are inspired to join Abundant and Ambitious, the doors are now open for round three. You are going to want to be a part of it. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Don't trust her. Trust me. I was a participant. You do not want to miss this. You're going to want to be inside. So stop overthinking it. Break through the fear. You can do it. And we'll see you inside Abundant and Ambitious. Doors are open now. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys um, to go sign up. But there will also be a link in my bio at underscore Samantha Daily. And if you have any questions, you can always DM me. Or if you want to DM Becca or any of the other girls that have been in the program before, I'm sure they'd be happy they'd be happy to help you navigate the decision and what it's actually like to be inside of the program. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We love you so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.